everybody uh this is episode 113 of now showing with mike and wayne i'm flying solo this week so it's just gonna be me uh we're gonna talk possession films i've got four main ones that i want to focus on and then i'm gonna review um the uh, my best friend's exorcism starring elsie fisher uh that'll be the review of the week when you're talking possession films uh you can't really start the conversation unless you talk about 1973's the exorcist uh, classic film starring uh, Ellen Burstyn, Max von Sydow, Lee J. Cobb, Kitty Wynn, Jack McGowan, Jason Miller, and Linda Blair. Directed by William Friedkin, uh, written by author William Peter Blatty, who wrote the uh, novel. Uh, the Exorcist is the story of Reagan, a little girl who gets possessed by the devil um, and starts saying things that are, you know a young girl wouldn't say to her parents in 1973. So they think that she's possessed. Uh, they get um, a several priests to come by and try to do exorcism. Max von Sydow plays like the top of the tier exorcist guy. Um, and then he teams up with Jason Miller, who is like this young priest in trying to help this family uh, get through this problem. It's got great visuals, uh, great effects, great story, great acting, um, it, it's very reminiscent of 1970s horror. Um, the Italians uh, used, did a lot of this style, too. It, it, anytime I watch this movie, I, I feel like I'm watching, I'm sitting in, like, the 1970s. That's kind of how I feel when I watch The Exorcist. Um, fun fact, first time I watched this movie, was not a huge fan. It kind of took me a while to sit down and kind of sit with it myself, watch it myself, uh, to really... Uh, I guess kind of understand this movie. I know I was in high school when I first saw it. So I wasn't, I don't think I was in the right mind frame to um, properly critique a film like the exorcist. Uh, Cause it's not like entertaining necessarily, but it's scary as fuck. Uh, really good movie. And just, if you haven't seen the exorcist, um, maybe you've just heard about it over the years. So now it's time to actually go watch it. Enjoy it. Um, there's a couple different versions. I would start with the regular version. And then if you like it, you know, watch the director's cut and the extended cut or whatever. Uh, but yeah, really great movie. Just check it out. If you haven't seen it, I also recommend exorcist three. Um, I just saw that one recently uh, in the last five years or so twice. I've seen it twice now. It's fantastic. Great movie. Uh, definitely check that one out too. Uh, moving along. I'm going to talk about another one of my favorites. Uh, this is from director James Wan and writer Lee Wanell. It is called Insidious. It's um, about, you know, that you think it's about a haunted house, but really what it is is the son is haunted. And it goes back to a story where you find out that the dad used to be uh, open to possession when he was younger. Um, so there's this whole familial story that sets up this this possession film. Uh, great visuals. James Wan is uh, is grown to be one of my favorite directors um, over the years from Saw to Dead Silence to Death Sentence uh, to this one to obviously the Conjuring franchise, which I won't talk about, but is all obviously also um, about possession. And I do recommend. Uh, but Insidious is just one of those movies I always tell people like I knew it was scary because I watched it during the daytime and I was terrified. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't watch it because I was, oh, I didn't want to watch it at night. It was just when, ha when I happened to watch it and um, it made me jump. It, it was scary. It's eerie. Uh, Juan has a great way of of building tension. 
when there's not really anything there. There's also a lot of scenes in this film where someone will walk by the camera. Rose Burns character, I remember walking by the camera and you're like, wait a minute, was that a little tiny boy in the background? And you're like, did I just see that? So he does a good job of playing tricks on your brain. Um, just, it's a great fucking movie. It's one of my favorites, I think, of the last 20 years. Uh, it's just it, a great one to revisit. I do enjoy this franchise too, even though I will agree that the sequels are lesser than this one. But I enjoy them overall, um, just kind of as like as possession type films. Uh, they feel very, the last two feel very much like a Poltergeist style uh, setup. So the first two are definitely much more uh, devil possession exorcist style films um but yeah it's uh, i'm looking forward to the fifth one too which patrick wilson uh will is directing um but yeah it's a really good flick you can usually it's usually streaming somewhere so you can usually find this one anywhere you know if you have a streaming service all right the next one is one that i've talked about i think every year since we've been doing this podcast um or at least since halloween every year it's called The Devil's Candy. It stars uh, 90s actor Ethan Embry, uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince, Sherry Appleby, Kara Glasgow, Tony Amendola, Leland Orser. Um, lots of 90s people in this one. 90s actors. Directed and written by Sean Byrne. Um, it is a film about uh, family. Um, Ethan Embry and his wife, played by Sherry Appleby, and their daughter, by this house and there were murders in this house and this strange man starts popping back up at this house and you find you you see earlier in the movie that he was uh, living there with his parents and that he most likely that he murdered them and so he he comes back to the house he's the possession part comes in that he's possessed by some demon or the devil and they end up it's basically a fight for your life movie fighting against someone who's possessed uh, great performances from Embry and Appleby. Uh, just a really fun movie. Sh- short, so it's it's one of those ones. It's an hour and nineteen minutes. You can get through it real quick, but it's really enjoyable. It's one of my favorites of the last. Uh, came out in fifteen, I guess now, so the last uh, seven years. Um, but I, I, it's definitely made it into my rotation. I try to watch it at least once a year. Um, just a really fun movie. Uh, very heavy metal. So if you like heavy metal, uh, definitely give this one a shot. Uh, it's well worth your time. It's usually, again, another one that's usually streaming somewhere. All right. Uh, we're moving right along here as we're not far off from being done. I'm only about seven minutes in. So the next one I have is The Exorcism of Emily Rose. This one plays like a courtroom drama, uh, but it is a possession film. It's directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, written by Paul Harris Boardman and Scott Derrickson. Stars Laura Linney, Tom Wilkinson. Um, let's see here. Uh, the main star is Jennifer Carpenter, who plays Emily Rose. This was pre-Dexter. Uh, Campbell Scott's also in it. Calm Fiore, uh, Kenneth Walsh, J.R. Bourne. Good cast. Mary Beth Hart, Harry Harry Zerny. Um, yeah, so just a really good cast. This one uh, is a true story, and obviously it's, you know, how you feel about this movie, I think, is whether you believe that possession is something that can happen or not. Um, obviously a lot of people in real life thought that, uh, Emily Rose, the real Emily Rose was crazy. Um, and that these people that were on trial for her murder of the priest played by Tom Wilkinson, uh, contributed to her death. Uh, they stand by the fact that they, that she was possessed and that they performed an exorcism and that during the exorcism, she died. Uh, so that's what the movie is about. It's a court case. Laura Linney plays the lawyer who does not believe in possession, but she is defending the Catholic church and Tom Wilkinson. 
Um, really just interesting film. You kind of get to see the inner workings of, of the law, but then it, it cuts back to the, the possession scenes and where she starts to feel like she, you know, something is off. You know, she's like walking down the street and the lights flicker and she has these weird moments and she can't control herself. Really good movie. Um, kind of where Scott Derrickson, I think, made his mark in horror. I know he did an early Hellraiser film, but I know that wasn't very well received. This one was much much more well received. Um, and then he would go on to do uh, Sinister, which is another possession movie. Very, very good. Um, and obviously this year's The Black Phone, which is one of my favorite horror movies of the year. So, um, yeah, definitely go check out Exorcism of Emily Rose. It's a fantastic drama, horror whatever you're you're looking for it kind of handles a lot of that family drama you know it's a really really good movie um that i think people don't talk about as much and it definitely fits in well to the uh possession um film area so other ones i have to recommend are repossessed um which is a horror comedy starring leslie nielsen and um the actress from the exorcist who played uh the young child, Reagan, uh, Linda Blair, is in that. It's called Repossessed because it's making fun of the fact that she was in uh, The Exorcist. So that that's one that I watched as a kid. I, I know it's not really well, re- was never really well received or a good movie, but I watched it a ton as a kid and I, I remember enjoying it. So if you can find Repossessed out there, I think you'll have a good time with it. Uh, Hereditary from a few years ago. Um, with uh, Tony Collette, fantastic movie, scary, fucking weird, crazy, just a, a awesome movie, definitely worth your time if you haven't seen it. Uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil, good to get Mike Flanagan in here. Uh, possession stuff is not always what he does, but he stepped in to do the sequel or prequel, if you will, to the Ouija movie, which was not well received at all. Everyone hated that one. And then he gave us Ouija Origin of Evil, which is a really fantastic uh, little film. Uh, great visuals, great uh, acting, and just a really fun movie. Um, the Taking of Deborah Logan, that one I've only seen once, but it is really good. It's um, often considered like a hidden gem because uh, it's an indie film that just kind of made its way onto. I think it was originally on Netflix. Now it's been on like Hulu and Shudder and all that stuff. Um, really interesting film. It's this old lady who these people go out to like see if this possession stuff is like real and she's just or is she just crazy and some really fucked up shit happens uh definitely really cool and fun to watch um i put child's play on here obviously it is about possession as the um serial killer uh charles lee ray takes possession of uh toy which is chucky um also the annabelle series two two and three specifically annabelle one kind of sucks but Annabelle 2 and 3 I thought were really good. 2 is a prequel, and then 3 is a sequel to uh, The Conjuring films. So definitely, uh, if you're going to watch Annabelle movies, watch those two, because they're really good. Um, again, about doll possession, not necessarily about a human possession. Relic is the most recent one. Um, an Australian film, really good. Um, just just kind of crazy. Slow burn, but it's it's a really good movie. Um, and then the, obviously the evil dead franchise. I mean, I don't know if I need to really go into detail about the evil dead franchise, but it's amazing. Um, it's definitely about possession as possession is a main point of most of all the movies actually. So, um, just, yeah, you know, check those out. You should be watching those every Halloween. Uh, death gasm is another one, a very heavy metal one. I would, uh, do a good, uh, um, double viewing of devil's candy and death gasm. I think those would work well together. 
um, just a crazy movie about um, guys that are in a metal band and, and a demon possession kind of takes over their town and everyone starts getting possessed and they have to fight against the evil. Um, very good. There's a sequel on the way. There's a comic book coming out this winter and then there's a sequel um, for, our, for the movie coming out either next year or the year after. So uh, definitely check that out if you haven't seen Death Guest. All right. So moving on to our review of the week, we have My Best Friend's Exorcism. It is a 2022 film, supernatural comedy horror film directed by uh, Damon Thomas from the screenplay by Jenna Lamia. And it's written uh, from based on the novel by Grady Hendrix, who's kind of become the uh, go to guy for um, like teen horror comedy novels uh, recently. Uh, it stars Elsie Fisher, Amia Miller, Kathy Ang, and Rachel Ogichi Canoe. Um, it was released on Prime Video on Friday, September 30th. So this film is about four girls who go to a cabin uh, to kind of blow off steam. You know, it's their juniors, I think, because, yeah, they just started driving. So they're like 16 years old. Um, and they they go and they just want to party and kind of, you know, have a good weekend. Well, one of the characters, it's her house, Margaret, and she's like oh well that's the cabin over there where you know so-and-so was murdered and they think it might you know it's haunted and so um eventually after margaret brings her boyfriend with played by uh clayton johnson uh you have abby played by elsie fisher and gretchen played by mia miller kind of get upset with them so they just leave and kind of wander off into the woods and they go in there um gretchen's like let's go into the house so they go into the house and that's where the possession happens. Gretchen is, you see her get taken. The girls are both running. Abby thinks that Gretchen is behind her because there's a voice telling her, oh, I'm right here, I'm right here. Keep going, keep going. And then Gretchen thinks that Abby's still in the house because there's a voice in the house saying, oh, could just come this way, Gretchen. And then Gretchen gets taken and then they find her and she's different. They think maybe she was just attacked or something happened. So they bring her back to school and she starts acting weird. She vomits all over the place, which is a big thing. I didn't talk about it from The Exorcist, but that's something from The Exorcist where uh, Reagan vomits over. You know, everyone knows at this point that it's pea soup. Um, but uh, in this one, it's white vomit, and she just kind of just projectiles out of her out of her mouth. And uh, she, you know, everyone starts treating her differently. She's weird. And then there's a moment where like the possession kind of fully takes form, and she becomes kind of herself again but a different version of herself and she's really a giant asshole um so the other girls are kind of oblivious to this until they get um attacked by her and so then they all agree that abby has to do something about it so abby her best friend played again played by elsie fisher is going to uh try to figure out what's going on should they had this school group that was this, this really fun like 80s um exercise video type group, but they were religious and they were all just apparently exorcist. And, uh, Chris Lowell plays the Christopher lemon. He's the main, the main guy of that, not the main one of the group, but he's like the lesser of the, of the three brothers. But she noticed that he noticed that something was fucked up with her at the, at the, uh, assembly. She recruits him to do the exorcism. Um, and that's kind of what leads to like our climactic part of the film. I don't want to give anything away. Uh, it, I wanted to really like this movie a lot, 
Um, it, you know, I like Elsie Fisher. I think she's very talented. I think the tone of the film was a bit off and I don't mind when movies switch tone. I just don't think this one found the right footing that it was looking for. The comedy wasn't the same type of comedy that you would usually find in a horror film with scenes like this. Like the horror scenes are really um, done very well. And I think the comedy doesn't fit that. It would have been more if it was more like scream or craft or the craft comedy. Um, I think it would have fit a lot better. Overall, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't hate it. I, you know, enjoyed parts of it. So I would definitely give it a six out of 10. Um, just, you know, something that you could watch. It's quick. It's an hour and a, it's just a little over an hour and a half long. Um, I think you'll enjoy parts of it. You, you, there are other, other parts that you'll be like, okay, this, you know, this has gone on a bit too long. But I do think that the horror scenes, the exorcist scenes, um, and the exorcism scenes are all done very well. I think Damon Thomas maybe has more of a future in horror than he does in a horror comedy. Uh, so I would definitely um, just, you know, watch those scenes, even if you just want to fast forward and see like the cool horror scenes like I'm talking about. Um, I did like the fact that it was produced by Christopher Landon, uh, who is the guy that did uh, Freaky and um, uh, Happy Death Day 1 and 2. So I'm a big fan of his. When, that, when his name popped up, I'm like, oh, sweet. Uh, so yeah, so I, overall it was okay. You know, just nothing really to write home about. You, uh, if you want to watch it, watch it. It's, if you don't, you're not going to miss anything. I don't think. Um, all right. So I've been watching quite a bit of stuff lately. So let's go through that real quick over this last week, you know, since the hurricane and stuff, I've watched quite a bit of things. Um, I've been watching a lot of old stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's start though with, so since, Meet Cute, which we reviewed last week. I watched, uh, finished the Dahmer miniseries on Netflix. I thought it was really well done. It was a little too long, um, but I liked that they had a lot of episodes focusing on the victims because I think when you're doing something like that, it's important to recognize that the victims are important here and we need to remember them. And I think they did a good job with that. Yes, you do see some of them get murdered. Um, so there is, that's the reality, I think, that we don't want to see um, as entertainment sometimes, but I think you have to kind of take in your head, like just because they're showing us doesn't mean they want us to be entertained by it necessarily. They just want us to understand what has happened. Um, and it's been such a long time. I think that maybe have gotten forgotten. You know, they think that maybe some of this stuff has been forgotten. Um, I watched Lou with Alice and Janney uh, uh, that on Netflix. That was, I thought pretty good, good action flick. Um, White Zombie on uh, Tubi is an old um, Bela Lugosi film. Oh, it was okay. You know, I'm pretty sure that's where Rob Zombie got the name for White Zombie from. It, it was okay. Nothing spectacular, but worth watching, I guess. Uh, Shock with uh, Vincent Price with his first starring role. I thought that was pretty decent. Uh, the City of the Dead. I like that one. Uh, that had Christopher Lee in it. Uh, from 1960, uh, Dark Angel, also known as I Come in Peace with Dolph Lundgren, a 90s film that I had escaped me and I heard really good things about. And I really liked it. It's a fun movie. Uh, the the villain was great. Had great one-liners. Dolph Lundgren actually was good in the movie, which I, it was very rare, I think, to see. Um, the Feast on Hulu, I really enjoyed that one. It's about... Um, Actually, you know what? Another possession movie. So there's a there's a new one. The feast is about possession. Go go check that out. Uh, we showed my son Donovan Fantastic Four the the first movie. I wanted him to kind of just get a taste of the characters. It's okay, you know. It's Fantastic Four. So uh, memory with Liam Neeson eh, could have been better. 
Um, it would have been better, in my opinion, had it focused more on a aging um, hitman with Alzheimer's instead of jumping back to the cop story with uh, Guy Pierce, who was fine. Guy Pierce was good in the movie, but it just the story didn't really work for me. Uh, Hatching, uh, a Finnish horror film on Hulu. Very weird, very bizarre, very good, though. Like that one. I used to be famous uh, with um, Ed Screen. I saw that we watched it on Netflix. That was pretty good, too. Another, like, sappy kind of story about a, a guy who's down in his luck who befriends a, a young child. Uh, not in, like, a way that you think um, when I say it like that. Um, but they become friends through music, and they help find each other kind of through that. And I thought that was really good. Uh, Forbidden World um, is a pretty good alien ripoff that I watched on uh, Tubi, uh, produced by Roger Corman. Uh, the editing and the cinematography are like a masterclass in that film because they cover up a lot of low-budget stuff, a lot of um, bad special effects, a lot of bad acting, and th they just knew how to put that movie together that they covered most of that stuff up. And I thought that, to me, that was just as a video editor was something really cool to see. Um, let's see, Galaxy of Terror, which is another kind of alien ripoff produced by Corman from a year earlier than the other one. Eh, it was okay. It, you know, it, there are some cool things. There's some cool death se sequences. Uh, you know, I, on Letterboxd, they gave it a two out of five. It doesn't really work for me, but I did like the fact that it has Robert England, uh, Sid Haig, uh, Sid Haig is in it, um, as well as, uh, Ray Walston from, um, uh, he played Mr. Hand in, in Fast Times. Uh, just, yeah, it was, eh, you could skip that one for sure. Uh, the greatest beer run ever was pretty decent on, uh, Apple plus with Zach Efron, a cool, interesting story. Uh, my first, uh, 31 days of Halloween, I watched dark glasses last night. It was a secret premiere on shutter. It didn't really work that well for me. I, I liked aspects of it. Um, there was a lot of scenes in the middle that really dragged on and it's a short movie. It's only an hour and 27 minutes. So um, for a movie like that to drag on, I didn't feel as great. It's, it's Dario Gento's first movie in like 10 years, something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely better than probably his last couple. It's just not what I was hoping it was going to be. But it was still, it was interesting enough. Um, last scene alive with Gerard Butler. Didn't really care for that one. It's kind of like Breakdown with Kurt Russell, which is a great movie, but not good. Um, and it, it's just the, like... I don't know. It just seems a bit ridiculous and the tension doesn't really work. And like, as I was telling my wife last night when we were watching it, it felt like the cop was in a completely different movie than Gerard Butler was. Cause he was playing a very nonchalant and very one linery and stuff. And where Gerard Butler was playing it very serious. Uh, so it was definitely a weird back and forth that they had. All right. So news and notes for this week. Samara weaving to star in action horror film as real from EL cats and Simon Barrett. Bossom Tariq leaves director's chair on Blade set movie without director at the moment. They just hired a new writer. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s documentary about his father called Senior has been purchased by Netflix. Sam Raimi directing remake of Anthony Hopkins horror film Magic. Kevin Bacon joins Beverly Hills Cop 4. Maria Bakalova from Borat 2 and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies will star in the new thriller Electra from director Hala Mater. Not any relation to the comic book character Electra. Lisa Kudrow joins Taika Waititi's Time Bandits remake TV series at Apple. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is the next Apes film, and it will hit theaters in 2024. Jonathan Majors casts Dennis Rodman in the 
film about the infamous 48-hour Vegas trip. MCU Armor Wars will now be a theatrical film. Don Cheadle will star as War Machine and Paul Bettany as White Vision and Sam Rockwell's Justin Hammer will also return. Now You See Me 3 happening with Zombieland director Ruben Fleischer as he retains the Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson for a third time. Jason Bateman directing film Dark Wire over at Netflix. The favorite director, Yorgos Lothamos, has cast his next film. It's called either A-N-D or And, I'm not really sure. We'll star Emma Stone, who re-teams with him after being in The Favorite, uh, Jesse Plemons, Willem Dafoe, and Margaret Qualley. Vanessa Williams' Miss America slash Penthouse story is being turned into a movie. Trevor Noah leaving The Daily Show after seven years. Dave Bautista will star in action thriller Cooler from writer-director Drew Pierce. Sajada Day will direct and write New American Pie film. Community movie officially happening at Peacock. Yvette Nicole Brown and Donald Glover have yet to confirm whether they will return or not. Chevy Chase will not return as he had lots of problems with the cast. Uh, the rest of the cast, including Joel McHale, Allison Brie, have been confirmed. Robert Eggers' re- remake of Nosferatu is back on. Bill Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depp have signed on to lead the film. Sony picks up screen rights to new Tarzan reinvention. And just announced uh, with a, it's one of its first screenings in theaters, Trick or Treat 2 is in active development as Trick or Treat is now making the rounds in theaters for the first time. If people remember, it was a movie was that was kind of put in hiatus years ago. Um, and back in 2007, it was supposed to be in theaters. It never made it to theaters. They got straight to DVD and it's become a Halloween classic. So everyone's been asking Michael Doherty to make a second one and it looks like it may eventually happen. Who knows? Uh, releases coming up. The Crown Season 5 debuts on Netflix November 9th. You Season 4 Part 1 hits Netflix February 10th, and Part 2 hits a month later on March 10th. They Clone Tyrone with Jamie Foxx and John Boyega it hits Netflix December 30th. Deadpool 3 will release September 6, 2024, and Ryan Reynolds has officially announced that Hugh Jackman will return one last time to play Wolverine. So that was big news this week as both Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds made that announcement in a very funny video. If you haven't seen it, check it out. The Witcher Blood Origin debuts Christmas Day on Netflix. Jack Ryan Season 3 debuts December 21st. And The Recruit, the Netflix spy series starring Noah Centino, lands December 16th. Deaths this week, uh, Zach Astron, writer and producer of Prison Break and Lost in Space, dead at 51. And then obviously also, if you're a 90s kid, uh, Coolio, dead at 59, uh, had apparently an apparent heart attack. Unfortunate. Um, a lot of us were huge fans of Coolio, I'm sure. Obviously, Gangster's Paradise. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, so, yeah, that's the show for this week, everybody. It's a much shorter version uh, without Wayne. Uh, so we appreciate you guys listening every week and you know taking time out of your, out of your week to um, have us in your ears, if you will. All right, everybody, here you go. It's been another episode of Now Showing with Mike and Wayne. All right, the actor. Hasta la vista, baby. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. Yeah!